In John chapter 1, it's probably the greatest Christmas story I've ever heard in my life. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. Amen? Now this Word here is not just like there, there was a Word. It's not, let's write it up in the stars. It's the beginning there was the Word. Actually, it could even change. It could be before the beginning if it wanted to. There was the word. This word is a, a word in, in Hebrew that means logos. It means actually the voice of God. But it also means in the beginning, the logos, Old Testament, there was the story of God. Amen. In the beginning, before there was a beginning, there was a book, and that book was the story of God. Today, you're inside of the story of God. It's not your story. You may be living out your little blip on your little page. You may be living out your little sentence. You may be living out your dash in between your dates, but it is not your story this morning. In the history books, there will never be a story about you. There will be a story about God. In the beginning, before he ever breathed out anything, there was a story, and that story was the Logos. That story was the Word of God. And when you took your first breath, when you popped out on this planet, you breathed your way into the Logos, the story of God. Amen? You just made your way onto your little blip, onto your little line, onto your little sentence, onto your little dot, onto your little page. It's not about you, church. How do we not need help? It's his story. You, you just have to live out your sentence. It says, in the beginning was the word, but then it says, and the word was with God. Now this word we see here, this, this word is not, this word is not like the same thing. As God, this is not just the voice of God. There's something different about this word. There's something special about this word. When I show up into a room, it's not like, oh, Brad's there and his word came with him, right? This, this word is different. This, this word is a different thing. It's a separate entity. It's a different being. The, the voice of God is actually its own thing. It's a nod towards the Trinitarian nature of our God. And it says, and the word was God. Amen. The story of God actually is God. God didn't write his story. He is his story. This is in the word was God, that they were together. There was this God and there was this word and they were, they were one, they were together. And this is all before creation. And it says, he was with God. Now it has a gender. He was with God in the beginning or before the beginning. This is in through this word, all things were created. All things were created through him. Isn't that crazy? In the beginning, there was nothing. I can't even describe to you what nothing looks like. It blows my mind every time that I talk about this. Because in my, in my words, I would use things that God, just, God created to describe nothing. For some of you, when you think of nothing, you think of this vast white expanse. Well, guess what God created? White and expanse. For some of you, it's this vast black expanse and there was God and there was the word and there was nothing else. Well, guess what God created? God created black. It wasn't even a thing. There was no color, there was no shape, there was no size, there was no texture, there, were, there was nothing. There was, in the beginning, God and His Word. 
And this word, this word, it says that through him, everything was created. It says actually all things were created through him and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. There were some things that existed before creation. All those things were God. And everything else you've ever known or experienced or seen, everything you can even imagine right now, all those things would come out of the imagination of God. No blueprints, he'd never seen any of it before. All that was just in the mind of God. And in one moment, this word of God, this logos, this voice of God, he spoke the story off the page. Amen. That's power right there. Go read a book. You can imagine things, but you can't speak the story. You can't speak it into existence. You can go pick out any book from any library in the world and you can imagine the deepest green you can ever imagine, but you can't make it happen, can you? You can, you can pull those pages apart and you can see the trees and the forest and the caves, but you can't even, in, in your imagination, even if you draw it out, you can't create it, can you? But out of nothing, this God, this word, this logos, he spoke this entire story that we're living in into existence. And it says that in four, life was in him. Yes, the ability to create life was in him. He made everything. He spoke everything into existence. Your heart beats this morning because the logos, the word of God, the story of God says it can. Amen. Your lungs work this morning because the story of God says, you know what? He doesn't have to think about breathing. I'm going to think about it for him. I'm going to speak the story. And this morning, the only reason your heart beats and your lungs work is because God's speaking your story into his story. And it says that life was in him. This is not life like we're breathing and our hearts are beating, but this is life eternal. This thing that people have been searching for since man was first created. You know, the fountain of youth was a myth that man come up with because man wants to live forever. You know, the Egyptians, they built pyramids and they dumped their, their kings in there and they filled it with all the stuff because man wants to live forever. It's programmed in us to want to live forever. And there's only one story that gets you to that. Amen. There's only one logos. There's only one word. There's only one person that can get you into life eternal. And it says right here, life was in him. The secret that was in him. And that life, it says, was the light of men. Man, that, that secret, that life, that's, that's the hope in our hearts. The thing that pushes you to tomorrow, that's the logos. The thing that'll get you to the end of your sentence, that's the logos. The thing that pushes the world, moves the world through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's the story. That's the hope. That's the hope this morning that we're talking about. There's something more to this. Amen. You content with where you are? Do you love Monday? Man, I love getting up and being a drone and going through work. I love getting up in the morning and getting my coffee at the same time and getting in my car at the same time and setting my heat on the same thing and driving the same way and getting out of the car and doing the same thing and then getting in the car and coming home the same way and then doing my thing and then going to bed. I love that. Anybody there? Because that's not the hope, is it? The hope is not that I can work for 27 more years and then at the end of this thing curl up and be putting a ball in the ground and they bury me. That's not the hope. The hope is something deeper than that. The hope is that there's something beyond that. The hope is when I close my eyes here, I open my eyes somewhere else, right? Amen. The meaning to life is not found in the day-to-day. -day. The meaning to life is found in the story of God, the Logos. This is that, that life, that hope, that eternal thing that's engraved on our hearts. That's the hope of men. But then it says this, 
In five, it says, that light shines in the darkness. Present tense today, there's still a hope. Amen. It doesn't matter how dark your dark is today, there's still a hope. Amen. I just want to say that again because some of you guys are sitting there in your dark and you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. And I just want you to know it doesn't matter how dark the dark is this morning. There is still a hope in Jesus' name. Amen. In the story, there's a hope. In the sentence, there's a hope. In the day-to-day, there's a hope. There is a person and that person is God. And that story of God, there is a hope. And it doesn't matter what the sickness is today. Amen. There's a hope. And it doesn't matter what the depression speaks this morning, amen? There is a hope. And it doesn't matter what the world says this morning, there is a hope. And it doesn't even matter if the enemy gets right up in your face this morning and tells you there's not a hope. You know what? Because there is a hope. The light's still there. That light shines in the darkness like a beacon, like a lighthouse, drawing men, drawing you to him. You can't get away. But listen to this. It says, that light shines in the darkness. Yet the darkness did not overcome it. Amen. That's past tense. What happened there, John? We just went from the light is shining. The light is here. The light's going to be here tomorrow. It's going to be here the next day. It's going to be here three weeks from now. But the darkness did not overcome it. Let me just fill you in on something. The darkness did everything it could to hide the story of God. Amen. The darkness in Genesis chapter 3 slithered in. And it said, you don't need God. Yeah, you're breathing, but you're breathing on your own. Yeah, your heart's beating, but it's beating on its own. You don't need God. I know he told you without him you would die, but I just want you to know this morning that's not true. So you just abandon him and you run away from him and you do your thing and you eat that fruit. You enjoy, you live it up because you don't need him. That's what the darkness said. And we fell for it. Amen. You fell for it. So they're in in chapter three. You don't need him. You know what? You're right. I don't need him. Some of you guys, maybe you're on that boat still today. And in that moment, the saddest thing in history happened. We were separated from the story of God. He took our name and he pulled us right out of that story. He took our sentence and he took it right out of his book. He took our little blurb and he said, if you don't want to be in my story, you don't have to be in my story. So I'm taking you out of my story. And we were separated from the Logos. We were separated from the word. We weren't invited into the story of God anymore, but God hated it. So we see a bunch of stuff about how John came and John testified about this lot and John said, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot, the lot's coming. But we couldn't see it, could we? We had prophet after prophet after prophet. We have book after book after book. We have song after song after song. We have speaker after speaker after speaker, but we can't see it, can we? And God hated it. I really want you in my story. Amen. He's saying that this morning. I really want you in my story. You can leave, but I don't want you to. If I can read. So in 10, it says this amazing, miraculous, crazy thing happened. It says he was in the world. Who was he? He is... The word, this is crazy. The story stepped into the story. 
I don't even know how that works. The one who spoke the story into existence, the one who painted the very thing coming off the page, he, he said, I, I'm the artist, but I'm going to get down in the art. Never seen it happen. It's never happened since. See, a painter doesn't normally have the ability to get inside the painting. They can paint a painting of themselves, but they can't get in the painting. And you know what? They wouldn't. What would it cost a painter to lose his humanity and jump into ink and paint? What would it look like for an artist to shed their human body and become marble? But this is what God did. God shed his divinity and stepped into humanity. It's miraculous. Why, why would the artist shed who he is to jump into the art? Isn't it less? Isn't it less to become paint and marble? Isn't it less to become ink and, and, and lead? But this is what Jesus did. The artist shed all that and he covered it in mud, covered it in, in dirt and filth like us and he stepped down into the very thing, the very story of God, the very thing that he spoke off the page. It says he was in the world and the world was created through him. He made it, yet he stepped into it. He spoke the story off the page, yet he got down onto the page. <laughs> and it said, yet the world didn't recognize him. What do you mean? the very God that spoke the page into existence and he comes down here and we look at him and we're like who are you it even says in 11 he came to his own his own people that's the people of Israel but man isn't it us today but they did not receive him that could be our story this morning right and Jesus showed up this morning and we were like, no thanks. I get that it's your story. That's great. I, amen. Hallelujah. That's good. You write it over there somewhere. Instead of just jumping into that story. It says this in 12. But to all who did receive him. Here's the hope, right? Here's the light coming through in the darkness. But to all who did receive Him, that's for you this morning. He gave them, or you, or me, the right, the birthright, the privilege. To be, not be called, to be, to become, to insert ourselves into the children of God. To all who believe this morning, God said, you know what? You can come back to my story. I, I know that somebody told you it didn't matter and I know that you were like, you don't need me and I know you pushed into that moment where you're like, ah, whatever, I'll just do my thing and I can breathe without you, God. I know you did that, but this morning, hopefully you see that you can't do that and if you'll just see that you can't do that, you can come back in. You can get back into the logos. You can come back into the story. I will put your sentence right back in its spot. And you can become the children of God. 
all the rights, all the privileges. You can, you can step down into a story that's not about you, but if you get a pretty good spot in the story. You come right into that story as a, a son and a daughter of the, of the God, of the Lagos. To, here's how to those who believe in his name. In, in the word who were born not of blood not just showed up on this planet or not of flesh not of some special race or some special creed or some special skin color or of the will of man by the will of mom and dad you didn't get here that way not born that way but of God who are born but of the will of God who are born because God come down into the story who become art inside of the art he said, you can come back in. You know what, you, you can come in. You know what, you, you can come in. You can come in. You don't come in? You can come in. You can come right here. This has got a spot for you on this page. You can step right into that page. You can get in my story. You can come out of your story. Your story is horrible. You can come out of your story. Your story is filled with dark. You can come out of your story. Your story is filled with hopelessness, and you can step into hope. Your story is filled with death, and you can come right over into life. You can write whatever story you can write or you can come into mine. But in the end, you know whose story people are going to read? Not yours. And in 14, this amazing thing happens. It says the word, the logos, the story became flesh. The word of God. The Logos, who was in the beginning, who spoke the very story off the page, the guy who set the story in motion, the one who in Genesis 1 read, in the beginning was God. And who in the end will read, Amen. The very word, the very Logos, the very story of God, the very word of God, it became flesh. He became flesh. And it says he took up residence among us. He come to live with us. And we, that's you. This is we observed his glory. Amen. Man, the view from the page wasn't good enough, so God come down into the page. John told a really good story about the story, but it wasn't anything like seeing the story. Amen? Isaiah, he actually told a really good story about the story, but it wasn't anything like seeing the story. Amen? This morning, maybe even I'm telling a really good story about the story, but it is nothing like seeing the story. Maybe your whole life you're living off. I'm looking at somebody else reading the story of God to me. And this morning, God's saying, you can come in the story. And I've been to church all my life. Well, that's great. Have you ever given your life to the story? Man, I've sang these songs all my life. Well, that's great. Have you ever got inside the very song of God?
Because in reality, Jesus didn't come so some preacher in front of a room could continually tell the story of God. Jesus comes so that you could see his glory. So that you could see the evidence of God in you. This morning, God's saying, you can come into my story. God's saying, it doesn't matter how dark it is. You can come into my story. Doesn't matter what the night looks like, people. You can come into my story. Doesn't matter what hopelessness is surrounding you. You can step into my story. It's not your story. Quit trying to write it. Quit trying to fix it. Quit trying to decide what the next sentence is going to be. You hang on to the words as I speak them out because that's the story you want to be involved in. You don't want to be involved in the story of your Monday. Your Monday's horrible. Why don't you just hang on to my Monday? And this morning, the logos, that word of God, that voice of creation is saying to you, you can come in. Amen. Man, it doesn't matter what your dark looks like. He is light. In the darkness couldn't do a thing about it the darkness actually on a hill called calvary tried its best to smother the light the darkness satan and everything he could muster and all the energy and all the effort and all the power and all the ability he had he run the tanks dry at calvary he spent all the fuel at calvary he got as close to that light as he could, trying to smother that light, trying to hold that glory down, trying to cover up that massive amount of the Son of God, the story of God. He tried to stamp out, to blot out the story of God on a cross on Calvary. And for three days, he thought he did a really good job. He threw him in the darkest place he could and rolled a big old stone over the hole to make it as dark as he could in that moment. He tried to seal up and shut up the story of God. And three days later, without being invited by Satan or asked by Satan or anything else by Satan, the story of God leapt out of a hole in the ground and light burst into the story again. Oh, the darkness it tried. And it spent all the fuel. Yet today we're standing in the same story. We're standing in the same story. We're in the story of Jesus. And there's nothing more the darkness can do. There's nothing the darkness can do to the story. There's nothing the darkness can do on the pages of Jesus. Maybe on your pages, darkness will overwhelm you and destroy you. Maybe in your story, darkness is going to knock you down and kill you and stamp you out. But if you'll get in the story of God, there's no darkness that can touch you in that moment. There's no darkness that can strike you down in that moment. All the darkness in Jesus' story has been spent and Jesus is standing there like a beacon, like a lighthouse, like a lighthouse and he's saying, come to me. And we observed him. The glory of the one and only son from the father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, he shouted, he wasn't ashamed. This was the one that's him. Amen. That's the word. That's the story. That's the guy I've been talking about out here in the woods forever. And people have called me crazy forever. And people have looked at me funny forever. That's the one. That's the guy. He's here. That's the one of whom I said, the one is coming after me. 
He surpassed me. He's greater than I'll ever be. His story's better than my story. Because he existed before me. He spoke the story off the page, people. Indeed, we all have received grace after grace. Not just grace. But grace after grace after grace after grace. The whole story is full of grace. Every page, every sentence, every dot, every, every syllable, it's all full of grace. There's grace after grace. There's more grace. You made it, <laughs> I got all the grace there was. No, you just hang on. There's more grace coming. And you know what? After that grace, there'll be more grace coming. And after that grace, there'll be more grace coming. There's always grace. From His fullness... For although the law was given through Moses, although the story was started through Moses, grace and, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The one and only Son. The one who is at the Father's side. He has revealed Him. The Word came this morning so we could see God. So we could get in that story of God. I don't know what separated you from the story of God, but I guarantee you it's something. Because it's, it's a curse. Everybody's been separated from the story of God. Everybody come off the page. Everybody, the book was cleaned out of people like you. And it was cleaned out of people like me. And this morning, through grace after 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 grace, God is saying, why don't you meet me here? Why don't you step back into my story? Yeah, I know you're religious. That's great. You write a religious book, but it's never going to be like my story. Oh, I know you think you got it all together. Well, you write a book about how you got it all together, but it's never going to be like mine. Your story may be full of light, but it's not my story, is it? And your story may be full of dark, but it's not my story, is it? But in this moment, this morning, we can all converge into one story. Not a story about a bunch of different people, but a story about one word, one logos. And this morning, God's inviting you into that. But here's the deal. That leaves us back where we started, doesn't it? God, I need you. God, I, I'm stuck in my story. And I need you. God, my story is horrible. And I need you. God, I have no idea what I'm even doing in my story. I need you. God, I have no idea what to even say right now because I'm so bad with words. <laughs> but I need out of my story. Because I need into your story. This morning, Jesus is saying to you, you can step in. Amen. It's dark here. Doesn't matter. Walk towards the light. You can step in. Man, I'm overwhelmed over here. It doesn't matter. Walk towards the light. You can step in. Amen? Man, you don't know what this week's been like. Can I just say it doesn't matter? There is one light, and that light is life and the hope of men. That light is hope today. And you can step in.